Tech Radio, Episode 1. A show on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network, interviewing interesting women in technology, exploring their roles and how they're successful in technology careers. And my name is Angela. My name is Paige. And Paige, how did you get started in technology? Oh, I actually got started in Geek Squad originally. Um, I kind of was a self-taught computer fix-it. Uh, I used to tell people that I knew enough to be dangerous uh, because <laughs> I could fix it, but I could break it even better. Um, and so I worked in Geek Squad for many years, uh, originally touring with the Geek Squad Summer Academy, teaching kids how to do technology of all sorts. Um, and then I've slowly worked my way up and taught myself programming, and I'm now a full-fledged developer working remotely for a company out of Boston. I live in the Portland area, and I work mostly in Node.js and Ruby on the server. Awesome. Uh, I also have a background in technology. I've always kind of ran the proprietary software of any company I've worked for, including McDonald's, reprogramming the keyboard that they had before touch touch screens. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yep. And then I've just, you know, been married to the owner of Jupiter Broadcasting, the creator of technology podcasts, and uh, that has definitely helped. But I also was an operations manager for an IT consulting company where I did some very basic uh, troubleshooting with people that were having issues, the clients that were having issues. So I definitely have a a little bit of technology background as well as um, I am a stay-at-home mom of three children Mm -hmm. under five. And by stay-at-home mom, you mean a... A work-at-home mom, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's modifying. It's slowly converting to something different now. Yeah. It's it's been awesome seeing you get involved in Jupiter Broadcasting, and this is a great show, so I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Great. So at this episode, we're going to be interviewing Lisa Hewis-Fresh. She is a a young developer. Well, she's young to developing in the Portland area. She is a graduate of PDX Code Guild and also just recently completed the Ascend project with Mozilla. And we're going to talk to her about her journey and uh, what's that been like. Before we get into the interview, I wanted to mention Patreon.com where you can support Jupiter Broadcasting. Go to Patreon.com forward slash today. It's the Tech Talk Today page, but it supports the entire network. You can uh, contribute for as little as $3 a month or even less, I think. But uh, $3 a month is kind of where we have it default to. And uh, thank you, everyone, for supporting the show. And we got started with today's interview by asking Lisa what got her started in technology. Uh, Actually, I am kind of late to the game. I didn't uh, really mess with computers or any technology uh, per se until my children, who were quite young at the time, uh, I was homeschooling them. And I knew that they were going to need to know how to use this technology. So we uh, borrowed some money from a family friend and bought our first computer. And it was quite expensive. And so when it showed up, I kind of panicked. And I was like, I don't want these little kids touching this really expensive thing until I understand how it works. So I proceeded to um, break it and then have to fix it and break it and fix it and break it and fix it. Just in messing with it, not, you know, not the hardware, but yeah, I was just going to ask for that clarification. (laughs) (laughs) And well, I had realized it was a Macintosh. Everybody told me that was what I needed. So got a Macintosh. And the first time I messed something up, I called tech support and they had me reinstall the entire operating system. Oh my goodness. Good experience. But was it necessary? It wasn't. And so the next time I called them, they were going to have me do the same thing. And I had kind of caught on that that meant reinstalling all of my applications and losing everything. And so I thought, I'm going to figure this out myself. And so I did. And I and I loved it. And um, we lived in a small town. There weren't a lot of Mac users there. And the local Internet service um, asked if I would be willing to be the person who would go and help Mac users get on the Internet. 
and it kind of started there. Oh, very cool. I have a, a similar journey. I started out kind of on the hardware set of side of things. Um, cool. And uh, I know that you were involved in the Ascend project, kind of, um, which is a, kind of becoming a coder, and you've had a couple other experiences. But um, how did you get from the like, let's help people get on the internet, sort of tech supporty role, more into like being even interested in becoming a developer? Uh, well, once I had assumed that tech support role, uh, I started working for an internet service and, uh, just by, uh, circumstances was transitioned into more of an administrative position. And I did that, uh, for that company for about 14 years. And it really took me away from that, uh, technical aspect that I loved, uh, wasn't really interested in administration, but somebody needed to do it and I was there. So I did it. Uh, once that ended, I really started to kind of find my my roots in, in technology and what I loved and said, well, here's my opportunity to now do something that I've always wanted to do. And so I started kind of self-learning uh, different things, kind of struggled. Um, you know, I would try something and it, it wouldn't make sense and I'd kind of give up. Um, I also have a background in math and science. And <clears throat> so it was very frustrating to me to not be able to understand these abstract concepts when, you know, uh, these, these classes that I had taken were so difficult, you know, supposedly, and I had no trouble with them, but I couldn't, you know, get these very basic programming concepts down. Um, so I did enroll in a boot camp, and that was, it was okay, but it still didn't give me that real world experience. It was still more of that classroom setting and, and running through tutorials and whatnot. <clears throat> when I heard about the Ascend project, uh, Lucas Black from Mozilla was going to be running this program. It, it just sounded like exactly what would be perfect for me. So I went ahead and applied and it was the most incredible experience ever. It just, it, I can't even explain how amazing it was. Awesome. Uh, we, right. yeah. can, can you explain like what the Ascend project is, was, um, from like a bird's eye view? Sure. It's a six-week um, immersive program where we are actually, we were at the uh, Mozilla Open Space here in Portland, Oregon, and we were there from 9.30 to 5, five days a week. And uh, they take you from having zero experience or, you know, whatever level you're at to being an open source contributor by the end of that six weeks. So we all, you know, had to learn the, the command line and Git and whatnot, and then file a bug and then find a bug and figure out how to fix that bug and submit a patch and get it merged in. Right. And it was, it was wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, and they kind of have some, some interesting initiatives in that, right? The, um, like who they're recruiting and how they're doing it. Um, it's uh, yes, it's definitely geared for marginalized populations, uh, people that have a more difficult time getting into the industry. So, you know, they're not the status quo. Uh, you know, people that, that may have a, a deep interest in technology and really want to uh, make that career choice, but, but for whatever reason have a barrier. Um, you know, maybe they have small children and they don't have the ability to quit their job, their current job, in order to, to take time off 
to go to school. So um, the Ascend Project made sure that we had everything we needed in order to do that. So they provided everything that we would need in order to be able to say, yes, I can do nothing but this for six weeks and I don't have to worry about childcare, transportation, getting a computer, a place to work, you know, those things. It was wonderful. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so what was that like to, to actually become an open source contributor? Did that kind of like really solidify under you the feeling that you were like, man, now I'm really developing, really doing this work. It did because I did something that I felt was real. You know, I mean, not that doing tutorials isn't real. It, it is, but I didn't have an application for it. So I was doing these exercises, but not applying them to anything out there where someone else could say, wow, that's a really good job. Or, hey, you know, this is good, but you need to do this and fix it. And and we were able to get that feedback from employees at Mozilla that, that could look at our patches and say, that's a good start, but here's what you need to do. And so it felt like we were, you know, not an employee, but but that sort of experience. Um, it, it was exactly what I needed to kind of give me that confidence that I was lacking in, hey, I, I think I have these skills. I think I know what I'm doing, but can I really do this out there? And this was an open source project then? I think you said uh, that? Yeah, Mozilla, um, all of their products are open source. And was this your first introduction to open source? Because you had mentioned that you kind of started on uh, a Mac or an Apple product which is closed source. Um, uh, yes, I had um, tried contributing. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with openhatch.org. Uh, they're an open source project where they try to aggregate uh, other open source projects that are looking for people to contribute to them. And I had messed a little bit with that, but it was still you know, doing that from home and being isolated from everyone else other than maybe being on IRC or email made it difficult. This allowed me to actually be on site with, you know, people there that could look over my shoulder and say, yeah, this is good or whatnot. Um, I hadn't really delved into open source seriously just because there's sort of that stigma of that fear of messing up and, and being yelled at or. Yeah, no, I totally, totally understand that. Definitely. Oh, That's yeah. kind of why I haven't been, um, haven't done any kind of technology classes. Um, but I'm thinking about doing some of these ones that are women only because I feel like there's less, I'm at less of a disadvantage among other women that maybe haven't had as much experience and background with technology. Definitely. I highly recommend doing that. Um, I think the most important thing is to be put in a place where you feel safe. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, maybe people think that's silly and they think, oh, you need to just get out there and do it. But I, f I think that there are massive amounts of people who just turn away or walk away or don't even try because of that fear. Mm -hmm. And if they could just be allowed that safe space, we would have so many more contributors to these amazing projects that are out there that really need people to do that. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, Lisa, I know that you're also part of the network in Portland for Women Who Code. Has that kind of helped provide you like being part of a meetup group like that or having access to that has helped you like either before or after the Ascend Project have some of that same involvement of like meeting people who are women who are at the same space or same journey that you're on? It helps a lot. Um, you just you don't feel 
so alone. Um, it just gives you that, I mean, you can go to a meeting and you can see, hey, you know, there are other people here that are like me that have struggled with the same struggles or, you know, there are people who have been coding for years and I can see that that they still make mistakes and that it's okay and it's okay to ask questions and 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 to try and make a mistake and then try again. I think that's the biggest fear is, you know, is it okay if I ask questions? Is it okay if I screw something up? You know? What do you think gives you that? Like, um, like how did you, you bridge that gap? Like between, cause I know it's, it's always a struggle for me to like that, like getting to the point with anything I do, like that it becomes okay to, to mess up, to try things to, and then have to correct it. Like kind of how you were t- saying about your story with, when you first got into computers, like, well, I broke it, so I had to fix it. Like, how does that become okay? Like, um, I think for me, a lot of times I'm kind of put in a situation where I don't have a choice. It just, this is it. You know, you either have to do it or, or not. And um, I got to the point where it was like, I, I can just keep walking away and not doing this, or I can just figure out a way to make this work for me. And so I just kept trying. And there were times, you know, when I was self-studying where I would give up, I would just throw my hands up and, you know, I'm not smart enough for this. I can't do it. Um, But I kept coming back to it and coming back to it. And I think it just learning that there are people out there who are more than happy to help. They really want to help. Finding them may not be the easiest thing. Um, I hope that that changes. But there are people out there that do want us. Is there a particular resource that you used uh, aside from that Mozilla project and uh, women who code? Was there any other top resource that you used um, to do your studying or continuing Uh, education? I did a lot of the online courses. So Coursera, um, edX, those type of things. I really enjoyed doing those, um, you know, you do get feedback. Mm-hmm. So did, so did you find, um, oh, I wanted to ask this. So you had mentioned that you were involved in science and technology before, um, from the science and science and math end of things. Did, did you go to college for that? Or? I did. Yeah. I, I went to college and took several chemistry, physics and math classes, really loved doing that. But, uh, as far as pursuing that for a career, I wasn't willing to invest the time and money, you know, what it would take away from my family as well to go down that path. So you kind of do that as a hobby. Yeah. And it seemed like in, uh, despite the fact that you had kind of that background that like getting into code was still intimidating for you. Like, so, so would you say for someone who hasn't studied at all, like it's still worth it to go ahead and like try to get into this sort of programming development sort of thing? Definitely. I don't, I don't personally feel that it needs that math science background. I feel like everything I learned in math and science was amazing and incredible, but the, the abstract concepts that I was learning with programming were completely different. It was a completely different way of thinking. And I, I look at those as two separate things. Uh, so if somebody doesn't have a math and science background, definitely this is, is a thing that I would, I would check out and try. So earlier you mentioned that the whole reason why you're into technology is because of your kids and your homeschooling. So I imagine that you're a stay-at-home mom or were, 
are you now, or are you still a stay-at-home mom or have you now gotten a job where you can use some of this technology knowledge that you have now? I am not currently working. Uh, we've recently relocated to Portland from Arizona and, uh, the programming aspect of my life is, is rather new. I would say probably the last two years, um, I've been studying that. And so I'm very hopeful now that I've finished Ascend, uh, and, and feel like I have that confidence, um, going to start applying and, and see what I can find. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, once you do get a job, it'd be great to have you back on to talk yeah, I would about love to. the different things that you're going through, uh, merging into the, back into the workforce as a programmer. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I should mention also that I have applied to the, um, outreach program for women. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, it's, I'm not. uh, similar to, you've heard of Google summer of code perhaps. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's uh, an outreach program for women, but they are changing that. They did this round, make it open to all people, all of the uh, Ascend alumni. And we have a, a varied group of people. It was not just women. Um, so it is a, uh, I think it's a three, three month uh, internship with various uh, participants uh, Mozilla is one of them, and I happen to apply to a Mozilla project. So I'm waiting to hear um, if I am accepted. And it's really nice because it can give someone who's brand new to this the opportunity to kind of get in in a not too difficult manner. You do have to make one contribution, but their contributions vary from maybe you know changing some documentation up to you know patching a a, a bug code wise. So uh, that, that is definitely something people should check out. Awesome. And that's open to more than just Ascend graduates, right? It is open, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, was it was open to uh, anyone who identified as female or was assigned uh, female at birth, uh, but they are changing that because I think they do want to start reaching the same type of population that Ascend was trying to help. Which is anybody? Uh, marginalized populations, okay. uh, minorities, trans. Got it. Uh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, so I think we just have, I just have one last question for you and hopefully it's not too intimidating, but I always like to, to find out like, um, what's one question that I haven't asked you that you wish that I had. That you should have asked me. Um, I don't really know. I don't have a good answer for that one. Okay. Well, I was thinking maybe <laughs> along the lines of one more thing, like, um, what is it like to be a mom in, uh, in this day with, uh, with all the way that kids or younger people are involved with tech and to have had to like kind of self teach, was that like a really hard journey for you because your kids were, you were kind of racing them or anything like that? Um, it was actually pretty interesting. Uh, we have five children and they, we're quite young when we got the computer, so they didn't really know anything. So we got to learn together, and that was really, really fun. Um, I don't feel like I was racing them. I know that they did develop skills, you know, beyond my ability in different areas. Um, but our three older children are quite um, competent technology-wise, and our two younger children, 
who are 14 and 12 have very little in interest in learning about how things work. They're more interested in just having that gadget in their face, you know, having their iPod or their iPad or gaming system. Um, they don't really seem too interested in how it works. Um, but I did find uh, something. They're still developing it, but it's pretty cool. It's called Code Combat, codecombat.com. And it's uh, a game that you play and you can use um, JavaScript, Python, and then I think they have uh, Haskell or maybe Clojure, one of the functional programming languages, and then two others that are experimental. And you have to code in order to get through the levels. And I got our 14-year-old to play that the other night, and he really liked that. And and then I said, you just used code to do that, and it kind of blew his mind. So we'll see. I, I, I'm hopeful. Nice. That's very cool. Well, I'll definitely have to check that out. I think I've run across it, but I hadn't actually gotten into any combat yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's also um, code.org has specific kids level programming as well. Uh, one of them, including Angry Birds and getting them through oh. different objectives. So I was actually considering starting my son on that to, to and, and my daughter, actually, they're five and three uh, to see how how they liked it and start them with that kind of programming mind. I will definitely check that out. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. This has been great. I definitely would love to touch base once you, uh, once you, I'm sure, will get a, an awesome position as a developer, and uh, we'll, we'll check back in. Definitely. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks right. so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for Women's Tech Radio, Episode 1. Any of the links that are mentioned in the interviews uh, will be on the show notes at jupiterbroadcasting.com. Thank you.